0: What is Gucci Manucci's Darwin TV here and welcome to the 6th episode of the Half Court podcast. Now, I feel good to say that our audio is officially out. Episode 5 was out and we got a lot of positive feedback. You can listen to us on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you name it. So, if you want the official audio, look us up Half Court Podcast by Darwin TV. I have my host
1: with me, the one and only
0: Oscar, and you know what? I'm going to let Oscar start
1: off. Oscar? All right, Darwin. It's been a crazy week in free agency once again, but there's been a big headline trade with the Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City picked up CP3 back home in OKC, and the Houston Rockets got Russell Westbrook. Who do you think won this trade?
0: It is clear as day, man. It is clear as day something that hurts because I don't even know why you even bring it up. Like, ugh, my thunder, man. We lose a solid soldier in Russell Westbrook, but I got to give the edge to the Rockets just because if you compare both players side by side, it's clear as day that Russell Westbrook has the edge because he's more explosive. I think he is bigger, stronger, and can pass a little bit better the ball. Now, if you were talking prime here, both players prime, I would slightly give the edge to CP3, but I got to go. The Rockets have a little bit of an edge here, so I think they won this trade.
1: I I agree with you a little bit. I think that Russell Westbrook and Harden are going to have good chemistry this year, but I'm going to pull the thorn. I think that Oklahoma City won this trade again. The reason is we get two first-round draft picks from this trade. Chris Paul comes here. I'm saying and I'm hearing right now that Chris Paul is going to be another trade block player for Oklahoma City immediately that they're already having discussions with Miami and even other teams available. So Oklahoma City is going to win this trade. And if not, we're going to have a buyout with Chris Paul to have more money, more cap space, and a lot of other things in the Thunder organization.
0: So you think it's going to happen where CP3 ends up going to the Miami Heat?
1: Yeah. Well, Miami has to do something. They have a great player with Jimmy Butler, but they don't have a great supporting cast around him. Right now, as we've been seeing throughout free agency in the NBA, we have a dynamic duo basically on every single good team. Right. So Jimmy Butler by himself, I've said he might be able to make it to the seventh or eighth seed. But if they have somebody else that has great assists who I think that Chris Paul is possibly one of the greatest assist players still in the NBA today. He can't do much of anything else, but he can still pass the ball. So if he gets there, they'll be possibly a lot higher, maybe a five seed and possibly still able to advance in the next rounds because the East is always iffy. You never really know exactly who the best team is. There's probably two or three good teams there. They could they could potentially be the fourth best team and you never know what happens in the playoffs because some injuries could occur. So that's why I think Miami should make this trade and Oklahoma City's going to be able to do some great things with it.
0: See, my thing with that is I wanted Miami to pick up Russell Westbrook. That was the only destination I was willing to accept and I was willing to jump on the bandwagon. If Russell were to go to Miami for whatsoever, reason, I would have been very happy with the results. I would have been very excited to see Jimmy Butler and Rusberg play because those are two players that are very energetic. They are they leave their energy. They put all night in, night out. And I think it would have been fun. And I think it would have been something that would have clicked. They would have been that would have made it to the playoffs. And they also would have been a fun team to watch. They would have been a lot of They would have gotten a lot of TV time, too, as well with that.
1: They would have gotten a lot of TV time. I agree with that. But what I don't agree with is I don't think their chemistry would have been good because every team that Jimmy Butler's been on, they've always had a little bit of chemistry issues. He's hard to play with. And so is Russell Westbrook. because And so so
0: is James Harden, now that you mentioned that. uh,
1: (laughs) Come on. I don't think so here, bud. And the reason I keep saying that is I believe that if they went together, it would not have been great. Now that Russell Westbrook is with Houston, I think Houston can potentially do something. They went from being a bottom feeder, basically barely making it to the playoffs. Now I got them up there. I'm saying they're going to be a top four team. They're going to be at least four, if not two, in the Western Conference.
0: Okay. What I'm going to agree with you is top four. I got Houston top four. The thing I'm not going to agree with you is their chemistry. I think Russell Westbrook and James Harden, if you ask me, it's not going to work. The reason why is it's all about Mike D'Antoni. His system is kind of iffy. It's just all about offense. It's all about ISO, especially with James Harden, which I think even the Black Mamba said it, it's not going to work. The style that James Harden has, it's not going to work. They're both ball-dominant player, him and Westbrook. Yes, I get it. They played in the past before. We know that, right? And they played pretty well. But this is a different team. This is a different era. Both players have grown to become their own possessive player as far as ball dominance. So unless there's two balls in the court, I don't see this working.
1: I disagree with that because they did play together seven years ago. And you got two MVPs on the same exact team. You have a player that when Russell Westbrook didn't have anybody— He did it all by himself When you had James Harden with nobody He was still passing the ball as a point guard He was primarily a point guard, not a shooting guard And he was trying to make his team better And then Dan Toney said Hey, we don't have a team that you can make better You have to do this by yourself Now, he has a great player with Russell Westbrook, possibly the most explosive player that everybody would want to watch day in and day out, pay money to go see these games, and now I think Houston's actually going to be even better than before. They're going to do more things. Now, once again, I don't think Russell Westbrook's a great passer compared to CP3, because I still think CP3 is a better player today than Russell Westbrook is today, and... Their chemistry is going to be top-notch because unlike CP3, Russell Westbrook actually wants to play with Harden, and that's going to make the team a whole lot better than what it was. Zero chemistry issues. That's
0: the that's the only thing I say here, that they both look like they want to play with each other. They both are pretty excited about the reunitement. But here's the thing, man. I think there's several issues here, and going back to this uh, Rockets team. Mike D'Antoni's system I do not like. He is a decent coach once again, but I just don't like his system. Another thing is, as much as I want Russell to win a chip, I think Houston is the best chance he has right now, but I just don't see it, man. James Harden is not a postseason player. He is a regular season player. We've seen this. He's proven this to us that he cannot shine when it's time. Last This season, as a matter of fact, this postseason was his chance. With KD going out, you had your chance to make it to the finals. You did not pull it off. I get it. Yes, there was a little bit of issues playing with CP3. You guys look like you weren't – it was a different team. It was, it was a way different team compared to last year that they were just two wins away or one win away from going to the finals. If CP3 didn't get hurt, that would have been a different story. They would have been in the finals. But let's, let's be honest, man. It's, it's kind of hard for – it's hard to play with James Harden too. You got to keep in mind Dwight Howard was one and now CP3. CP3 is also a hard player. He's hard to play with as well. CP3 has had multiple teammates; it just hasn't worked. And it's funny because CP3, there's a, he has a he had like especially this New Orleans team. You remember when he had David West? Um, mm-hmm. Who was it? Tyson Chandler? Uh, Pakovich? Was it Pakovich? Sure. They all are champions. They all are champions. Yeah. And they're and they're different teams. Yes. They all champions except CP3.
1: So you're telling me that scrub players are champions. Because David West had to join Golden State to do that. Right. So but, but, he, put but, in, but he, he put
0: in a big part of it, but just I'm it, it, he was a key part. Come on, man.
1: He was a key part.
0: Yes. Coming is, it's off like the it's bench like if we look at the Carmelo minutes. situation. The Carmelo Carmelo, I think is like the CP3, like they both have similar uh, taste when it comes to like not winning championships or even getting close to it. How far has CP three gotten to the conference finals? And that's because of James Harden.
1: Yeah, he's never fully made it to the finals. I agree with that statement. But Carmelo is the same. Well, well, okay. Let, let me let me retrace your steps. Let's go back to those players you just named off. Those players, they wanted just to win the championship, and they knew which teams had the best chance to do it. They just, that's the only thing you cared about. They didn't care about the money. They didn't care about starting too much. They just wanted to be a part of a championship team. That's what, but there's also another thing you said, and that was, you think Russell Westbrook is a better player than Chris Paul, but they're going to have a worse team chemistry wise compared to Chris Paul being on the team. I got confused there because we all know that Chris Paul is obviously the better player, right?
0: I just think this trade did not make any—it it didn't make the Rockets that much better. Yes, Westbrook is better than CP3, but also we got to point out that CP3, like you said, the passing, and he was more of a, a, a true point guard compared to Russell Westbrook. They did get better when it, when we compared it in—like on paper. We just have to see. That's why I'm like, I'm not—because I'm, a, I'm a, obviously a Westbrook fan— But I I have to see it before I say anything else and go further. But if you ask me, I don't think it's going to work that much.
1: I agree with some points. I disagree with others. I think we're not going to agree on this one at all. Because I I still think that overall the better athlete could be Russell Westbrook overall because he's more dynamic. But I think that Chris Paul still makes your team a whole lot better because of the passing alone. And I do still think that Russell Westbrook might be more durable because he really doesn't get injured very much. But I still, no matter what you say, Chris Paul's got a better percentage on the free throw lines, got better assist, has better control ball with the management, and he's a better time management, smartest player in the NBA, according to many individuals, at least top top 10 overall. Russell Westbrook is not very smart when it comes with time management. And that's why I think, personally, because of those reasons, I would rather have Chris Paul on my team.
0: If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So that's it, why I mean it. It is what it is. I just think right now for Chris Paul, if they are able to make the Miami trade happen, I think that's their best hope. That's that's his best chance to at least try to push and make it a playoff push. I don't know. They only they. I don't think they'll do much because I mean they lost Whiteside, and I think this Miami Heat is decent to. And this goes. This is kind of switching a little bit the subject, but like, this is my point. Like, why would you pick up Jimmy Butler when your team right now is decent? It's not, they didn't get any better, right? Slightly and, a little bit with Jimmy and, and Butler. That's what, but. And
1: that's what I said on the last one. Neither team won when Jimmy Butler decided to go to Miami, they stayed stagnant. Nobody got bet, any better in the trade. But now, that's why I said Miami needs to do something. But let's forget about Miami right now. Let's go to the opposite part of the United States, Los Angeles. Both teams in Los Angeles keep saying they have the best opportunity to win the championship. And let's go straight to the Clippers, who I still think are the better organization right now because of who's running things at the top. Now, who do you think's in more pressure? Do you think it's going to be Paul George or Kawhi Leonard?
0: Well, it is clear clear as day is it's Paul George, man. Paul George has not done anything anything besides stay in the first round second round the only thing he's been able to achieve is when he was in the Indiana Pacers with Danny Granger and, and Roy Hibbert and all these good players he was able to make it to the conference finals but after that it was just all first round exits especially when he joined this OKC team which by the way the only memory I have is him exiting the first round exit and let me remind you that Damian Lillard dropped him off with that half court shot Paul George my guy you ain't winning nothing I'm sorry You ain't winning nothing. So the pressure is on Paul George. He needs to prove himself, and I think he is capable of it because I might sound a little bit salty, but I am a realistic guy, and I know my sports. He is capable of doing it. Will he do it? It is yet to be seen.
1: See, Darwin, that's what I love about you, man. You sound like one of my students. You keep talking and talking. You keep thinking you're right, but you're wrong again. Because Kawhi Leonard has the most to prove on this team. He went to a team that needs him. He was already on a championship caliber team. They're expecting championships out of this man. They're expecting him to do great things in Los Angeles. They're expecting him to be the real king of Los Angeles. The king of the NBA because he's the best player in the NBA. Time and time again I say this to you. Kawhi Leonard has the most pressure than anybody else. Paul George has no pressure because he hasn't done anything. So, so, in all reality, Darwin, simple, my man. Los Angeles Clippers, they got their guy, Kawhi Leonard, and he's got the most pressure, but he's ice. He's going to do great.
0: So, let me get this straight. Kawhi Leonard right now has, it has he is 20, 28 years of age. Still, like, right in, entering his prime, right? Yeah. So... He wins a championship at a young age, the youngest MVP to win finals MVP, right? Mm-hmm. In the Spurs. Right. He goes to Canada with no superstar, wins a title. So he has two championships at the age of 28 compared to LeBron and MJ, which they had won. So how is the pressure on Kawhi Leonard when he's already a winner?
1: He has the most pressure because he's on a new team. And now this team actually has players around it. You have Beverly who started off with nothing and now he's he's one of the best key players that most teams wanted. You have Paul George with you now and he's going to be one of the better teams. He was an MVP caliber individual. And you have him who was a two-time finals MVP in two different conferences. The only player to ever do that. Obviously, he has more pressure on him because he decided to leave a championship winning team to go somewhere else. He wasn't traded by any means necessary. He decided to leave a good situation and say, I'm going to bet on myself and go here instead.
0: Ironic that you say, and you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm not, but Beverly got drafted by the Lakers, and they did not play him for that entire year. And I think he got traded to a different team, but that that is ironic. I got to give a lot of props to Patrick Beverly. I think he does add value to any team he goes mm-hmm. to. Um, they, the, the Clippers are definitely a defensive team. They're going to be a problem going in there. I have them top two, Lakers top one. Anyways, so let me ask you this, Oscar. Let's say Kawhi Leonard wins a chip, wins finals MVP. Is it fair to say that he is in the conversation with Michael Jordan and LeBron James?
1: As the best player? Well, As a GOAT. He's already surpassed LeBron James Like I've told you multiple times So now he's just going to have to go over Michael Jordan oh Because Michael Jordan is basically the GOAT Nobody's above Michael Six championships makes it there six times
0: We can't talk No, 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 no. This conversation so, cannot be about championships Because if so, we're not, we're talking about Bill Russell
1: So if we look at them di- differentially I'm still going to say that Michael is going to be number one Number two is going to be Kawhi and then your guy LeBron James—I don't even see him in a while. I think I even got Dirk above him. No,
0: come on,
1: son. What do you mean, come on, son? We're talk-
0: Okay. Now that you want to do the comparison of championships,
1: what I still think Bill Russell one, one of the best to players. three.
0: Dirk has one championship. Bron has three. You what? wanted to bring up the championships, right?
1: Who who did Dirk Nowinski have?
0: a lot of good players. JJ berea Jason Kidd, um Sean Marion. Look, let's not pretend like they didn't like the Mavs didn't have anybody. They they didn't have a superstar, but they had good players, veteran players, key players, defensive players. I mean,
1: Carlisle was the coach. Yeah. Carlisle.
0: So, let's say that that The Kawhi Leonard situation were to happen, right? And Kawhi ends up winning a chip. He's going to be the first player to win a championship in three different teams, which I think LeBron is going to be taking that title, not Kawhi. But let's say that happens. I have them ranked, man. I have LeBron, MJ, Kawhi. If that were to happen.
1: above everybody? Yes. Yes. Do you have a reason? Yes. And that is delusion? Delusion? Everything. Imagination? No, 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 no.
0: It's everything, man. Come on. If we look at LeBron, man, and I don't even – this is just a non-stop debate, right? But it's debatable because LeBron James has broken so much records, especially MJ's records. He's been to the finals nine straight – eight straight years, nine times, has won three championships – did a 3-1 lead against the best team, the best record in NBA history. It's a, there's a lot to it, man. There is a lot and I think LeBron James is going to go down as one of the greatest.
1: Yeah, he will go down as one of the greatest, Probably but up not there. the greatest. Yeah,
0: if he wins if he wins a title, which I think he's going to win at least two more.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, if two that's more. That's
1: what you say. I mean, let's not just stay on a great team. And make it better. Let me just decide to make a super team in Miami. Let me decide to go back to Cleveland and make my own team. Now let me go into Los Angeles and make another team. Instead of being a goat and just deciding to be, hey, I'm going to stay here and let the players come to me. Yeah, because he didn't do that. With with uh, who who's the coach of
0: the Cleveland? Uh, not the coach, the GM. Dan is it Dan Gilbert?
1: Uh, he's the he's the owner. Yeah, Dan with Dan Gilbert. Dan yeah. Gilbert is a. He's terrible. Well, first of all, you also got to think about it. Owners don't really know much about basketball. They just want to be able to own the team. A lot of of owners that you think about, they don't really know much about basketball. That's why they hire good general managers that know everything. Well,
0: whoever's behind the Cavs, they suck. And they will always suck. The only good thing they will ever have is LeBron James. You got to agree. I mean, the Browns sucks. Don't bring the Browns into this. The the Browns.
1: The Browns are making the playoffs this They year. are
0: now making the playoffs. Thank God there was a switch. I was expecting the same energy from the Knicks, but that's not gonna happen. That's a different story, right? But the 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 Cleveland as a sports city
1: they suck. Cleveland as a sports city? Are you kidding me? Cleveland as a sports city. Two years ago, had everything going on. They had the they Cleveland. Chung, they had the. They, they had the Cleveland Indians going to the MLB World Series. They had Cleveland. They three one lead. They had the Cleveland Cavaliers doing stuff, and then they had the greatest team ever. The Cleveland Browns had a perfect season, lost every game. That's how good <laughs> Cleveland is.
0: <sighs> oh my god. Anyways, man, I just like a lot of people. Look, a lot of people tend to bash on LeBron for making the decision he made for switching teams, right? LeBron has gone look, – look, look, let me put it this way, right? Kyrie Irving has switched teams, three teams, in the last three years. Four years. Yeah. Kevin Durant has switched teams, three teams, in the last three years. LeBron has switched to three teams in the last 17 years, but a lot of people like to bash on him. A lot of people like to well, throw. Well,
1: dirt. you can't just bring up Kevin Durant like that because he was with the Thunder for however many years. He was with the Thunder for like eight years almost. You can't just do that. I just did. You, oh my God, Three teams did. in three years, almost four. LeBron basically did the same thing then. No,
0: in 17 years.
1: No, in those last five years. Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland, now Los Angeles. Four teams because you, you can't just have, you can't just say two teams at the same time. No, Cleveland, Miami. Miami. No,
0: no, no, Miami.
1: In five years, he was Cleveland. With four teams.
0: Anyways, I'll just the, the bottom line is that and the like,
1: goat never changed teams until the decline of his years.
0: Mike Jordan, Michael, that's be like it.
1: Mike. There's that's a reason not. he's a logo.
0: No, we're good. We're good. Anyways, here's my thing, and I don't even think this is news. I don't even know why they make this news, but LeBron James is starting the point guard for the Lakers.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a bad team. Like I told you, I think uh, Los Angeles Lakers are not going to do well this year at all. Rob Palenka has clearly stated that this year is win or bust, that if they don't win the championship, it's a failed season. And this is going to be a failed season. I
0: don't like sure. that guy, man. I don't like him. I think he's all about drama. I think he's just yeah. Because if
1: you just Your goal is to stay relevant. It doesn't matter what. If you're doing good news, bad news, you just try to be relevant on the news. Keep your team. Uh, just keep it chirping. That's what his goal is. But that also tells me that his goal is to keep his job and not to help out the team. Because sometimes if you're a player, you don't want your name to be always wrapped up. Because that is not very good on your situation. That's why you hear that's why you don't hear anything from the Clippers, because they have a good organization, in my opinion, at the top. The top. But the Los Angeles Lakers, it's kind of taking away good players. If you're to have to tell me that LeBron James is going to be the point guard, that means they can't find a good enough point guard that wants to go to that team because he doesn't want his name all around this controversy. Now they just picked up Rondo, like you already know, but Rondo's gonna be be on the bench. They have different options that they can trade for good point guards, and they refuse to do it. They keep thinking, we're going to get pick up another one. You're going to pick up another one in free agency. Well, sometimes that doesn't happen. So I don't even know why this is news because even though if you were
0: to say, hey, LeBron is just going to be playing his normal, regular, small forward position, at the end of the day, he's going to still end up with the ball in his hands. So why is this even news?
1: Well, it's news. It's not news about LeBron. It's news that Los Angeles is not running well enough for them to pick up key pieces. Because when I saw that uh, uh, depth chart, it told me one thing, that they are relying on their front five and their bench is still not good enough to do something. And it also tells me they don't know what they're doing 110% because their head coach is not that good enough. And I've already explained it before that the head coach in the last two seasons that he was there in in uh, Orlando, he had a 300 winning percentage. He's not going to do great things with Los Angeles Lakers. It's going to be a bomb, and you're not going to like what you're going to see. They're going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to get far.
0: I think it all depends on LeBron and AD, man. I think it really depends on them. And I would say Buggy as a third option, but... The Lakers' situation right now, with we look at the roster, their roster's really weird, and it's going to take some t- trial and error for them to figure it out. But this is the thing with LeBron, man. I, I always find it weird the like the players he recruit are sometimes are like, uh For example, Jared is it
1: Jared Dudley? I dude, there's been a lot of players that I've been confused with.
0: Jared is this? That's his name?
1: Doug? I believe so. The, he, Can't remember his name. Yeah,
0: so he's he's he used to play for the Nets. Now he signed with the Lakers. He's the kind of player where I think doesn't add much value to it to the team. I just don't see it. Um, Caldwell paul maybe I would have done something he's a little a piece. bit different. He's, a good piece. he's decent, but it just kind of I just kind of find it weird how like LeBron always recruit like I don't know he always have to have like a couple of old heads. For example. When he went to Miami, he recruited uh, Shane Battier. When he wasn't in the downfall, he did play good defense, but and made a couple of threes and shit. But like,
1: he recruited the Birdman, the Birdman, yeah. when he was washed
0: up too. Yeah, he, because like, they've
1: been accomplished, they've known what they've been doing. He doesn't trust younger talent, uh, so I, that's why I always, I, I, you can also look at his position, and that's why I always said. I've never believed that LeBron James has always been the greatest player because he does great things for the time he's there. But when he leaves, those players are already really old and they really can't do much. Like you saw what happened in Cleveland twice and they had to restart basically the moment that he left. And you can see the same thing happened in Miami the moment he left. Those players basically all retired too and they had to restart. But what I was also going to let you know is the re- another reason why I keep thinking that they're not going to go very far is every player you just mentioned for the Lakers primarily shoot twos. They don't shoot threes. That's why I don't believe that the Lakers are going to do very well. They're not even a defensive team either. None of those players play defensive very well. So I don't know what's going to happen, but they're not going to win anything.
0: That's why I said it all depends on LeBron and AD, because if we look at the squad, they look weird. Even on paper, they look weird, and anthony davis and lebron i just think are the ones that are capable of doing something here but if we look at for example danny green he is not good when he has the ball in his hands his situation is more of a catch and shoot he's a great defender but that's not going to help us get better defensively as far as the lakers go but we'll just have to see man i I just think frank has a lot of work in his plate another thing is when I don't know if you noticed, but with LeBron, every time he gets a new coach, it's a bumpy ride for the coach.
1: Yeah, it is a bumpy ride. That's why I've told you they need to get Eric Spolster in there. He's going to be able to do great things with the Lakers. But there's going to be a great three-point shooter that's going to happen. Carmelo Anthony is going to join the Lakers this yes, week. They- I'm telling you right now, he's going to come off the bench and just shoot them threes, get hot.
0: I think, uh, I don't know what it is to deal with, but I'm tired of hearing these Carmelo Anthony rumors. He's going to be back. He's going to come back. He's going to go to the Lakers. That needs to happen already. We are at the the 12th of July. This needs to happen. Somebody needs to pick up Carmelo, and if that somebody is out there, it has to be the Lakers. Let's pick up Carmelo, man. Let's make Carmelo great again.
1: Yeah, let's pick up Carmelo, a washed-up player that can't do much, but he's going to be signed because he's the friends with LeBron. And
0: while you're at it, pick up CP3, and there you have it, the Banana Boat Buddies.
1: The Banana Boat Buddies. Yes. Those commercials are going to be great. They're going to be great commercials.
0: Yes. So
1: Not the team, but those commercials would be great.
0: Here's what I find a little ironic here in the free agency now that we're talking about free agency and stuff. Marcus Morris was going to sign with the Spurs, and he said, you know what? F y'all. I'm going to the Knicks. I leave a great organization to go to just a mediocre organization. What do you think of that?
1: That he doesn't want to take discipline very well. And he'll make more money with New York Knicks to get more TV time. have more possibility to have smaller local commercials in that area rather than being in San Antonio where he has to follow a system. And he's going to be fined for every single small thing he does. And he also knows that in the system, he's not going to be a whole lot better and not be able to represent himself well. And while he's on the Knicks, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants on his own time and there's going to be zero consequences on whatever he does.
0: Okay. That makes a little bit more sense when we talk about Marcus Morris. But why even think about San Antonio? Why why waste their time? Because they were like, you know what, we're going to let you go. F it. But there's one thing that the Knicks are smart. If you look at them and play close attention, they've been doing a lot of two-year contracts. They're looking to target that, what is it, so two years from now would be twenty twenty one. Twenty one. There's gonna be a lot of free agents, big ones. We're talking like even Kawhi Leonard signed a two year agreement. Paul George, I think, did what? Oh, his contract is he still big. A, yeah, he it, Kawhi I, Leonard I, did a two and one. Yeah, you forgive me for this one. I don't remember, but I know Kawhi Leonard's gonna be a free agent because he signed a two year agreement. Yep. Which I don't know what his intentions are, but the bottom the, line
1: is cap's gonna go up.
0: Right. Bottom line is that the the Knicks are signing everybody for two years. They t- signed Todd Gibson, they signed The other uh, Randolph for two years I hope I'm not going to say they're going to go big I just hope they make something happen For 2021 In that free agency
1: Why do you always bring up the Knicks This is a serious question Why do you always bring them up You always think they're going to do something They're the worst team In the NBA You You just said The craziest Knicks fan thing I've ever heard in my entire life the Knicks are a smart organization. This, I said they're the,
0: only smart with this.
1: This year was the year of free agents. There were more top-level free agents this year than any other year ever, basically, in the entire NBA.
0: And they did not get one. There
1: was Zion that was also going to be one of the, possibly a once-in-a-lifetime player for an organization, and they don't go after him. So I will never agree with anyone that tells me the Knicks do something smart. Now, you can say they signed a lot of two-year contracts, but that's a problem because it means that they're overpaying people that shouldn't deserve the money. Morris did not deserve the level of money that he's getting. So when you tell me that's a smart decision and they're hoping for more free agents to come, they've been waiting for more free agents for over 50 years. It's not going to happen. Patrick's name is up there, and I don't think another Hall of Famer's ever going to be up there because that's what the Knicks do. Every time you tell me something about the Knicks, it's like t-ball practice for me. I'm just hitting home runs. It's really sad at this point.
0: Thanks. Thanks for bringing me down to reality. Thanks. And it's crazy because I'm not even a Knicks fan. I just want to see... Then be at least before I die, say, Hey, I I got to see the Knicks when they were good.
1: Yeah. You're gonna die before that ever happens.
0: I I I man, I gave up. I gave up.
1: And you bring him back up.
0: And I do. I do.
1: That's like saying, Hey, the Oklahoma City Thunder's gonna do well next year. Man, come on, man. We got Look six at, years for that. You got six years? Dude, it's gonna be longer than that. Because most teams uh most teams try to pick up free uh Free agents, and then they also try to pick up really young talent because of uh, the lottery and all this other stuff. But there are a lot of busts, and I don't know if the Oklahoma City Thunder can keep collecting all these picks. Now, if we look statistically, by statisticians, they have said that if we if we if every single team just picks up the same players and just keeps them in the lottery system, that way. Oklahoma City would have the best team overall because they know how to draft players very well. Kevin Durant, Russell, Nick Collison, your guy, Jeez, and Hardy. many others. But you have to wait for that talent to develop. Just because we drafted Kevin Durant and was one of the best players coming out of the draft, it still took him a few years. It took him, what, three or four years for him to get up there for us to make it past the first round. And he, we still needed key pieces. So six years seems possible, but it could even take longer than that. It took us years.
0: So here's what frightens me a little bit is we're going to be pretty mediocre for quite a bit. We're going to be pretty bad. The only good thing I see about these are the ticket sales. I mean, I can get to go to the Thunder game for cheap, but you don't think it's going to get to the point where they're going to eventually be like, you know what? We're moving teams. They don't want to support that. us. They're, Thank you. For I'm scared
1: it. of it, man. I don't want that to happen. Hey. Why did Oklahoma City get Seattle? The, because Seattle was not doing very well for years, right? Ticket sales went down, and they and it's were crazy. And they were saying we can't fill up the arena. There has to be a team. There has to be a location that that wants an NBA team.
0: Right, and then when uh, the hurricane hit Katrina, Katrina, yeah, hit, Katrina uh, New Orleans, hit New Orleans. They had to move to Oklahoma City. Which kind of say, like, everybody was like, okay, the support here is pretty nice. Maybe we right. can give this city a team. But I'm, I'm really surprised that Seattle didn't do good as a
1: basketball team. They're such a big city. They're a huge city. Yes. But you have to also think about it. Uh, the ownership of Seattle was not very good. The ownership was the owner of Starbucks. Schultz wanted to focus more on his starbucks organization rather than be in the nba now you have clay bennett clay bennett uh is an oil mogul in here in the state and he bought the team and he also made sure that oklahoma city was very wrapped up and oklahoma city has never had anything oklahoma city is a minor league team with the major league team inside of it we have possibly the greatest Greatest A baseball team. We have a great minor league soccer team, but we're a minor league city. What about OU football? O- OU football. That, that's, that's college, man. Oh. So I'm talking about the, the majors. And stuff. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying that. We are a minor league team with an NBA team in it. We were never supposed to have this. And if we start and if the Oklahoma City fan support goes down, the NBA is going to say, well... I know a city that wants to have a team because there are two cities that I can think of that want an NBA team right now and can potentially get, well, actually three. I think that Seattle is a great destination once again because they say we have the money for it. Pittsburgh is a great city because they have a lot of money and they have a lot of culture. And Cincinnati, those are really big cities that already have major league talent teams, NFL and also MLB teams. So they could already have an NBA team right now. And that city would do great. Or they could even move another team back to Canada. And that would be great for the NBA too.
0: So you're talking about two teams in Canada.
1: Or a team in Mexico. More money for the entire organization If one team is a Mexican team. Hmm. They should hit you up, man. You got great insights on this. I'm just saying we have a lot of Hispanic individuals that they love basketball. They just don't have the ability to go to the games. And every time that Mexico has been able to host a major sports, a sports team, like when they have the NFL games playing in Aztec Stadium, the, the stadium where they play all the all the soccer games for uh, Team Mexico, those seats get picked up, and there is there are fans all over the place. So if you have an NBA team, every single night, there's going to be fans in that arena. They're going to be cheering, and they don't even know what they're cheering for, but the, the league's making money, and at the end of the day, that's all they need.
0: I don't know, man. I just hope if you are a Thunder fan and you're listening to this podcast, support the Thunder as much as you can because it would suck to lose a team and uh, tickets on the bright side are going to be pretty cheap, so I am definitely going to go to Westbrook. I am definitely going to go to that game when Westbrook comes back to the city because I think that's going to be also a very special night for him. It's going to be a night where everybody's going to thank Westbrook and they're going to be cheering for him. It's been eleven years. It's been quite the ride. Westbrook is going down as the best Thunder of all time. Period.
1: Over, Mister Thunder.
0: Over, Mister Thunder. Over Kevin Durant? Over Kevin Durant.
1: I don't know, man. Yes, Mister MVP. I doubt it.
0: Yes, over Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook. If we look at his resume, it looks it looks looks pretty nice. It looks pretty nice. Eight time All Star, a MVP, a three time triple double. Triple double. Yeah. Wow. How how could I forget that?
1: Ball hog. An individual that does not play well with others. People li- rather leave the team than actually stay with him Man, look at that resume Makes a team worse rather than better Hall of Famer Hall of Famer, no doubt But yeah, Golly. look at that we're Go- Gonna have his n- number retired on the rafters i see you, man Best player right there
0: Anything you want to add to the podcast, Oscar? We're 40 minutes in The sun is kind of messing up our coloring or whatever or the lighting, more like it. But anything you want to add before we close this podcast?
1: The NBA has to do something. And they really do because I still strongly believe that there are too many games. You you will not give up. I'm not going to give up on this. Because, I mean, do you know why there's 82 games? No. So there are 82 games because of the divisions. Right? So there are three divisions in each conference. So I'm going to ask you this question. Do the divisions matter?
0: Divisions don't matter, and I think if we even, like, the playoff bracket should be the first top 16 teams, too. I think that would be way interesting. I just think they don't do it because of traveling.
1: Right. So, okay, that makes sense to me. But, so the divisions don't matter, right? So why do we still have them? Because, like, if you decided to, there are three divisions. Yet, even if you win your division, that doesn't mean that you get to go to the playoffs. Orlando won their division and they became a seven seed that means they were almost very close of not even making it So you could have six teams from one division two teams from the other one and zero from the last one if that division is really bad So why I believe is we have to get rid of the divisions If you do that, that means you that means every single season we have to play portland four times We have to play denver four times because they're part of the same division. We are if we got rid of them that means you'd have to play every single conference opponent three times. And you'd have to play every single non-conference team, so from the Eastern Conference, twice. If you do that mathematically, you would automatically only play 72 games. You'd play that. That automatically means 10 games gets rested off of the preseason because I've always believed the preseason is is the regular season because the playoffs are what matters. And then you have a little roulette for the playoffs, and you're going to have way more opportunities. So you're
0: saying to cut it to...
1: 72 games. That's 10 games off. Okay. I was going to say 65? 65. Okay, so that's never going to happen. Why? So people have said 64 games could potentially work uh, for the same similar reasons that I was saying. But... If you decided to put 64 games or 65 games, in your opinion, it would be terrible for the NBA because the NBA is reliant on people watching the TV. So they get money from ESPN, uh, TNT, from us doing our podcast. They get money from all different sources of revenue. And if we're they're taking some money away, that means that they're not going to be happy. You're not going to be able to see Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless and all the other people that you love because there's not money being revenued inside of those systems. That's why I think if you just subtracted 10 and you made more emphasis on the playoffs, that means that little tournament that I talked about previously, it would be able to work. But they don't do that because of player negotiation contracts and all this other stuff that they do not know what they're doing, and mathematically it's not working for them. Interesting. Is there anything that you would like to add about the free agency market Or how badly Oklahoma City is going to do for the next eight years. I don't want to
0: talk about Oklahoma City right now. They're going to be a
1: 14 seed.
0: (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. Look, the Rockets are going to be number four. Oklahoma City is going to be 12. Let's
1: do this real quick. Who's going to be the eight teams that make it into the Western Conference by rank?
0: So, to close this podcast, I have the Lakers, number one. Clippers, number two. I have Denver, number three. The Rockets, number four. I have San Antonio, number five. I have the Jazz, number six. Let's switch it back. Jazz, number five. Spurs, number six. Number seven is Portland. And number eight is... Let's see who I put in this 8 seed.
1: Dallas, Sacramento, Golden State.
0: Golden State. They're making it to the playoffs. Number 8 and they get eliminated in the first round. I gave you a little extra there in the west. Okay. Rank yours. Come on.
1: Oh my gosh. Yours were so bad. Because number 1 is going to be Denver cuz they're the they're the best team in the regular season. They're not gonna. I don't think they're going to win the Western Conference, but I think they're going to be really good in the regular season. One is going to be Denver. Number two is going to be Los Angeles Clippers. Number three is going to be Houston. Number four is going to be Portland. Number five is going to be Utah. No, 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 I'm sorry. Number five is going to be the Golden State Warriors. Number six is going to be... Oh, dang it. I had the list right in my head because of Sacramento. Number seven is going to be the Utah Jazz. They're probably going to be flip-flopped with uh, Sacramento. And number eight is going to be the San Antonio Spurs because they always make it. Where did you rank the Lakers? Oh, I guess I didn't. Now, did I?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Well-deserved by me, really.
0: I'm done with you, man. I'm done. I'm not going to rank the East because nobody cares about the East. But my boy over here did not have the Lakers ranked in the playoffs for no reason.
1: The the Lakers are going to be the five seed instead of Sacramento. I still don't think they're going to make it.
0: Sacramento's going to be barely nine. I like them. I like them. I
1: love them. I love them to death. I think uh, De'Aaron Fox is going to be a good leader. It's going to be so sad for me again. So we'll have to
0: see there, man. It's going to be very interesting. I'm very excited for this NBA season to start. But I think we're going to call it Wraps. It was quite the podcast episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, look out for us on all the podcast platforms. Oscar, thank you for coming by once again. It's always a pleasure. So, ladies and gentlemen, comment what you guys think down below. Leave your feedback. That's very important. And we'll we'll see you on the next one. We out. Peace.